0: What's up, guys? Uh, This is Jordan here with Civil Disobedience. Got my co-host Josh here on the phone. Hello, hello. Um, So, as always, we are going to talk about some issues, um, and we're going to really talk about them in a civil way, because this is civil disobedience. Um, You know, Josh and I disagree on a variety of issues, but, um, you know, when we always get to talking, uh, we're always able to find common ground, and and we, we always find out that, really, we don't think that differently at the very end of the day.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, like, that's the reason we started this podcast, you know, people are so divisive these days, you know, it's like, you're either right or you're wrong. And you don't really appreciate like the nuances of different issues. And um, Jordan and I, you know, by by having like these longer conversations about different things. um, We've really found that maybe if you know, an issue has like 100 different contributing factors, um, we might agree on like 98 of those and then we're able to find like the two where we disagree and then come to a common ground on those two yeah it's funny this is a good segue um because the issue that we wanted to talk about today is technology you know a big reason why everyone's going into these rabbit holes um this discussion could go off in a a number of different ways Mm -hmm. and i'm really interested to see how it progresses yeah me too um but I guess just you know a general overview of where the world is at right now, and where I wanted to start this discussion, is our our economy and you know our industry and our uh, social discourse and every, pretty much everything these days is very reliant on technology. Mm-hmm. You know, not not technology in the traditional sense of like, oh, I use a oven to heat my food. Um, t- technology, you know, like a phone or a laptop or the internet, social media um th- you know things like flipboard where you got your news Right. Um,
0: the internet basically is is what we mean by technology this is that's the right. basis of of what we think of as technology today
1: exactly exactly and um people always say you know how do we make money on the internet right how do how does a youtuber get money how does a podcaster get money mm-hmm. you know how does a how does a business or how how does google get money like you know, if people, Google's a free service, right? right. No one, pay, no one's paying Google to for searches, right? So how does Google get money? Um, and th- this is actually very interesting. And a lot of a lot of people don't have like a very, you know, they might understand it from a general perspective, but they don't really hear it kind of outlined to them in you know a holistic sense. So essentially, the way that, the way that Google aggregate sorry jordan are you talking hmm? i kind of hear you like I, I hear someone like whispering Ad, in the background ads, i don't know if that's you
2: ads. <laughs> ads.
1: oh you're just oh you're just saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah google makes money from ads right um but why how did they make money from ads so um you know they have a ton of Google has a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of users. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are using Google. And um, when you use Google, you agree through either the terms and conditions, you know, through having cookies, whatever. Um, you agree that everything that you do within Google is stored, mm-hmm. right? So every everything you search on YouTube, because YouTube's a subsidiary of Google, everything you click on, um, even things that you might not think about. So things like... Um, where your cursor is on your screen mm-hmm. um, you know phones now are actually heat sensitive um, you know the touch screens are heat sensitive so they can actually tell based on the energy that's coming out of the of your eyes um, they can tell
0: of your eyes
1: what yeah like because your eyes like produce light energy uh-huh. that points in a particular direction right like that's why if you ever look someone directly in the eye uh-huh. you kind of feel like, you, you know okay. what I mean? You 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 feel right, like a right. little like yeah, like a much more like energetic connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually because your your eyes are actually emitting energy. So your eyes when you're looking at the screen on your phone, mm-hmm. Google and not just Google, but other technology companies are able to track where your eyes are on a, on a screen at a particular moment. That is insane. So, so f- Yeah, so for example, you're looking at an ad. Mm-hmm. They can see what part of the ad is the most visually engaging because they see, you know, what part of the ad are people looking at mm-hmm. at a particular time, like a 15-second video ad or something. Um, or, you know, like a web page. They can see, you know. That's why, like, Google ads are all in the same place. It's because they've developed...
0: Um, they figured out where you know, your eyes wandered. To. Yeah, they, exactly.
1: Yeah. They figure out like what part of the page your eyes just are naturally attracted
2: to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so everything, right? Like everything that you do,
0: um,
1: you, the emails that you send through Gmail, right? Um, you, the lo- your location data that you know they know everywhere you are at a particular moment. Um, you know they know whether you're holding your phone, whether your phone's in your pocket, based on the temperature of the phone. Um, you know they. Based on the location data, they can see everything from like where, what floor you are in in a particular building, like things like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, you know, in a in a naive sense, right? This this is all done to make your experience better, right? It's done right. to aggregate information on you um, to present you with relevant information for you mm-hmm. that's hyper personalized. That's why Google's so good,
0: right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: well, good is a word that
0: useful. May, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, that's why. That's why people as a tool. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why people use Google so often. Mm-hmm. That's why the searches always seem so accurate. That's why. Um, oh, another thing too. That's that's crazy. Is um, you have you ever noticed? Sometimes you'll be talking about something, like you won't write it down, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Or yeah.
1: anything, but you'll be talking about something, mm-hmm. and then you go to Google to search it, and mm-hmm. it's already there in the suggestions. Yeah. So Google does actually—they—they um, they have a program, and other technology companies do this too. I don't want to just use Google in the abstract sense, but um, you know, technology companies have ways of listening to your conversations. Like for example, you know, if you use like right now, we're using FaceTime, right? Mm-hmm. An iPhone is actually listening to you all the time, right? That's how yeah. Siri works. Right, right, it right. Has to, it has to—it has to be listening to you um same thing with an android phone mm-hmm. or if you have an alexa mm-hmm. or a google home or something like that and all of you everything that you're talking about is being transcribed buzzwords are being pulled out of it mm-hmm. um to try to to try to find your preferences right to try to get content
2: That's that they the same. can show you yeah
1: yeah it is it, it really is and um you know so how, going back to the question of how they make money mm-hmm. because google has so much information a lot of people have the misconception that google or facebook or amazon or whatever are selling your data to third parties mm-hmm. they they would never do that because the the data is their is their and it's asset.
0: valuable to themselves yeah exactly they don't want if to they arm were to their sell enemies, personal yeah.
1: data mm-hmm. if they were to sell personal data to other people then google wouldn't be as effective because other people would have the same information that Google does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so Google uses their date uses the data that they've collected on you to show you relevant ads, right? Yeah, and that's why they're able to. That's that's how they make so much money. Mm-hmm. Is every company wants to advertise on Google or on Google's, you know, plethora of subsidiaries, mm-hmm. and um, they know that they want to advertise on Google because Google knows the most about its consumers. So Google is able to present consumers. With the best, um, with the best possible, you know, advertisements, mm-hmm. right? Advertisements that are really relevant because they know, like, for example, if I searched for boots mm-hmm. earlier today, the next, for the next couple days, you know, I might get some emails about boots. Right. They're going to um, send you I might... cheap
0: flights to Texas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Jordan want me to come visit, um, <laughs> But yeah, maybe. I mean, but you know what I mean. I'm gonna see like, uh, like those little ads, Uh those side ads, every website that I'm on, because Google Chrome, right, is the by far the most popular browser. For sure, yeah. So, so if you're using Google Chrome, your entire web history, right, not just what you use in Google, Mm -hmm. but your entire web history is being tracked by Google. Right. Every
0: every site you go to, even if yeah, you just go to a direct link instead of searching for it through Google.
1: Even in, even if you're incognito too, right? So, you, so they, you know, so they know what porn you watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm serious, though. No, I no, I know. Yeah, joke, but but really, they do. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, from a naive sense, this is all, and the reason how the reason why Google. Is able to maintain what it's doing, and other technology companies are able to maintain what they're doing, mm-hmm. is because they are providing a service to right. people. At, when you think about it, right? For sure. So it's it's driving it's driving innovation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's contributing a lot of money to the economy. Right? Think about it. Like if I see a really good ad for something, and I buy it based on that really good ad, uh-huh. it's going to increase revenue obviously for the company because the transaction occurred. Right. Um and then for me, you got you something know, you wanted. I, exactly. Yeah. I got something that I wanted, so it's going to increase my happiness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got a good deal on it. So it's going to give me more money, you know, if it's something that I want that I would have bought in anyway, you know, maybe now I have more money to spend on other things.
2: Right. Right. right.
1: Or may, or if it's something that I wasn't going to buy anyway, then, you know, maybe it's good because again, it connected me to something that maybe I thought was unattainable. Mm-hmm. Right? It's driving economic activity. Which again, in the abstract sense, is good. Um
0: Can I can I bring up something?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Please. So
0: I've heard that the reason like Siri sucks is because Apple has such a big thing about privacy and they don't like store all that extra data. And so like the Google Home and like Amazon Alexa, like they're Listening so hard, and they're and they're learning like your preferences and and um, like how to do different tasks through what you're saying, but like Siri doesn't do that. Um, is that like I don't know? Do you think that's accurate?
1: Um. Yeah, I think I think it's accurate, just in the sense that you know, one, yeah, you're right. Where um, I, I misspoke when I said that Siri's always listening to you because mm-hmm. it's not. You have to press the right. button for it to be listening. Um, but that, that data is absolutely being stored. Right. Uh I mean, think about like the app store Uh where you get, you know, app, like apps curated for you. Right. Right. So, but it's Apple, Apple is very different from other tech companies because Mm -hmm. Apple's Apple makes money primarily by selling hardware. Right. Right. They sell their laptops, they sell their phones. Mm -hmm. So their focus is on making those app, those laptops and their phones as best as possible.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Whereas it's the company that's leveraging Apple's hardware. And Google makes its own hardware too, of course. But right. they're, they're primarily, primarily a software platform.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, Amazon is a software platform. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Inst- well, Instagram is also part of Facebook. Right. Um, and
0: so is it just because they're like on my iPhone, I have Facebook and I have Google and I have all these other things that I'm still, you know, having these ads targeted to me? Or Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, like for in in a vacuum, Apple isn't going to show. Well, I don't even want to say that Apple isn't going to show you ads because uh-huh. they will, right? Um, but it's not going to be. They're they're keeping that data for themselves mm-hmm. to you know to sell you apps in the App Store or to you know to show you the weather in your in your location and things like that. That's like pretty that, simple you know,
0: stuff, though, right? Like
1: yeah, yeah, Apple like. And I don't I don't want to pretend to be an expert on this mm-hmm. you know Apple might be storing much more than I think that they're storing mm-hmm. I mean they probably are
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know it like it would it would surprise me if Apple doesn't store every bit of information that they can possibly collect because there's some way that they can leverage that right and monetize it mm-hmm. so otherwise they would just be throwing away money um but you know at the same time Apple does have a much stricter, you know, it's privacy stance right. than other than other than software companies do, mm-hmm. um, because brand you know brand loyalty is something that's integral to app to Apple,
2: mm-hmm.
1: more so than a, because it's easy to get a different phone, right? Right. It's easy to use a PC instead of a Mac. Mm-hmm. It's not very easy to quit Facebook, right? Or Google, uh huh. Right. Um. It can be done obviously, but there's going to be a huge cost associated with that. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be, you know, the only cost really of ditching an iPhone would be whenever you, I message someone, it'll be green and they'll make fun of you.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, won't be that's as, it won't be quite as fast. Well, the other thing is it won't be as secure though. And so that's right. Um, what Apple's getting. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because the alternative is an Android phone, which is an absolute like
0: that's made uh, by Google.
1: Yeah. Some of them are made by Google, some of them are made by Samsung, uh,
0: you know, but, I, I but don't know if like Android is owned by Google, right?
1: <sighs> Android is. Yes. Yeah. So it, the, they own the operating system. Uh-huh. Yes, they own the Android operating system. Um so like the Play Store.
0: Mhm. And just example. everything that your phone does then, right?
1: Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if Google owns the operating system, mm-hmm. then they're still going to be able to track all the information. Right, whatever they want. That you're putting in your phone. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So, it's funny. Like, Google, there was this really crazy case that I learned about in school mm-hmm. where uh, Google, you know, all this stuff's been out for a while, obviously, like, knowing how much how much information is being stored Mm -hmm. you know google was just in congress this past week i tried watching the hearings but i couldn't because you know congrats the the people in congress are just so out of touch they just have no idea (laughs) how this technology works yeah i remember the zuckerberg
0: stuff it was
1: yeah you know like one one guy was asking the, the um like one one guy in congress was asking the ceo of google he was just like talking about an iPhone Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) and
1: you know, the the, the guy was just like, well, that's an Apple product. Uh I I don't make that phone. I can't answer questions about that phone. That's not my, you know what Uh I mean? Like they just didn't understand the difference between Apple and Google, which are like two tremendously different companies like we just talked about. But anyway, there was this story that I learned about where, um, you know, I, I I don't, I don't know the exact year. I want to say it was maybe like 2013 or something when, when this happened. Um, but you know, all this stuff was coming out about how Google aggregates all your information, and you know, has you know, could be privacy issues, yada yada. And Google, kind of is like a, no no no, we only store data, we you know your search history data in order to provide you with better searches, mm-hmm. and to prove, you know how unpersonalized this data is, we're gonna release one person's search history to show you how impossible <laughs> it is um, to identify the person. And, like, once Google released it, you know, uh-huh. within, like, an hour, people found exactly who, who the was. woman was, oh my God. where she lived, her phone oh number, God. her address, her emails, Ooh. her family members' names, be, you know, yeah. like, because, like, you, if you someone's search history has such personal information, right? you know what I mean? Like, if you search, like, about
0: i don't know even just if you're, you're using s- google maps like to get from home to work i then yeah, you immediately know yeah. where they live and where they work
1: i know and you save it too right Your like i don't know if you do this but in google i do maps, yeah i have my i have my house and my workplace stored yeah so it's just easy to you know mm-hmm. instead of like putting in the address i just p- put it up and then there's exactly yeah. i just click work it saves like, me like oh, 30 seconds
0: how- i get to work 30 seconds earlier
1: i know yeah and you know i got to check the train schedule 30 seconds earlier right um which might save me you know half an hour it could. Maybe that yeah. 30 seconds i'm able to One catch delay. the train yeah yeah uh like they even update live train delays which is crazy wow um But the reason that they do that, Jordan, (laughs) the reason that they do that is because they they're tracking the location of every single person who's on that train. So they know that I'm on, you know, the 518 train from Grand Central.
0: That's wild.
1: And they they know where I am at a particular time. Because we
0: talked about in an earlier episode how the MTA doesn't even know where their trains are, but Google knows where their trains are.
1: As long Well, the, as long as you have service, uh-huh. right? So so in some places in the tunnels, you don't have service. Right. So you're not connected to Google. So Google doesn't know where you are. That's uh-huh. why the MTA hasn't put in.
0: Wi-Fi um, everywhere?
1: Like GPS. Okay. Everywhere is because they they would have to put in a, a whole system, which wouldn't cost that much money.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, it's the MTA, so
2: they're right. not going to do it. But yeah. they would
1: have to put in a system where, like, they would be able to bounce uh-huh. the signal around right. so like they put it they put it into pl- uh, stations now mm-hmm. like I don't know if you've been to New right. York where in the time when they've had cell service and all the stations but that was a big deal mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah there, I would occasionally have cell service and some stations when I when I was living yeah. Up
1: there. yeah 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 now it's every station wow. has cell service it was a big it was a big project that they did mm-hmm. um, so I mean the next step from there is to just have cell service in all the tunnels right, right? which at that at that point they will finally be able to know where trains are at a particular time and Mm -hmm. Google's going to be able to know where you are on a particular train at a particular time right anyway i feel i feel like we're kind of rambling here
0: i think it's yeah Um, a little bit but i think we're still doing important things but sorry yeah go ahead
1: no we are i i just want to i want to focus on the integral question here Mm -hmm. of this issue which is you know in terms of cost benefit right what's better for is it is it better for society to have all of this aggregated information and to have algorithms, you know, present us with curated preferences. um, You know, is the economic activity that's stimulated by that. Mm -hmm. Does that outweigh the social impact?
0: Right. Um, Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, it, it comes down to trust at the end of the day. And, um, I mean, it, it reminds me kind of of what we talked about, I, again, in, in our last infrastructure episode, um, where I I'd, I'd brought up the point about, um, you know, AIs being used with, um, you know, like self-driving cars and, yeah. um, you know, just public transportation in general. You can make such an efficient, um, you know, system where everyone can get from point A to point B, um, you know exponentially faster than we're doing now um, with these automated systems but of course the risk with that is that if someone hacks that system that entire system is then vulnerable and literally thousands maybe even millions of people could die because someone hacked that system right Um, Mm -hmm. and it's so can i yeah go ahead no no go ahead no
1: finish no finish your point (laughs) okay i was just
0: gonna say so you know likewise you know um if all of our information is is at stake um you know uh we could be i mean we've already seen you know russia is has been doing lots of hacking um to get information about um, the us um you know uh there there could be lots of different nefarious um entities that that are you know that could hack and and steal our information and use them for um, you know their various um you know self gains that are at our detriment or even just for the sake of you know you know, there are some evil people out there. Um, I think the majority of people aren't, but there are some and if they, you know, have a hold of that information, they, they might just do something just to do something, you know?
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Um th- there's two things that I wanna bring up mm-hmm. that that were kind of triggered by what you by what you were talking about. One is social media. I think that the algorithms in social media deserve a deeper dive yeah um which we need to get into in a minute but
0: thank god uh, congress real had that thing with zuckerberg and we got to the bottom of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure congress knows exactly Th- there was so much regulation that came out of that you know now uh-huh. all our data is secure for right sure. um now so just because you talked about ai mm-hmm. you know i want to <laughs> taking this to a really terrifying place do it um so I was watching I was watching the Elon Musk Joe Rogan
0: okay interview yeah 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 a,
1: a little while ago uh-huh. and um, I, I could I can never watch those whole things cuz they're so long. Yeah. But I will listen I, to I, them I, sometimes. Yeah, I saw one uh curated video for me on my YouTube preferences. Mm-hmm. What that was um you know Elon Musk scares the shit out of Joe Rogan talking about AI Hmm. or something like that, Mm -hmm. and um, and I was like, well, I want to click on that, like, what does Elon Musk think about AI? Yeah, AI is terrifying,
0: right?
2: And he
1: basically he like Joe Rogan asked him, he was like, so, do you feel, you know, better or worse about AI than you did say five years ago? And Elon Musk said, I mean. I guess better, but just because I have a more fatalistic attitude towards it, (laughs) where you know, you know, which is horrifying. Yeah, that's that's five years ago. Yeah, he was taught like he was, you know, he was just talking about like how he kept trying to rally, you know, Congress and other tech giants um, to you know ramp down this, you know, AI and machine learning, Mm -hmm. and uh, no one listened to him, and now he just feels like we're almost past the point of no return with it. Right. Where, you know, eventually computers are going to, um, really learn and try to optimize everything. Mm -hmm. But we may not be, we may not be in control of that. Right. Like what happens when our automated missile defense system decides that the United States is Is the biggest threat. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it, like that's, that's where, that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm.
2: when
1: we're talking about where's AI is heading, right. right? Even something so simple as like when your your oven might think that like the human race is bad or something. So it blows up to try to kill you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because once, once you start, once you start to have machine learning, I think we, we talked about the two Facebook computers. That developed a language and started talking to each other independently. Did Wait, we? Did you hear about that?
0: Uh, I don't know if we talked about that.
1: Oh, so Facebook um, had this like machine learning program where they were trying to you know just develop better algorithms, mm-hmm. and they had a couple computers that were on it, and the computers developed their own language and started talking to each other. Oh wow! So they had to shut it down uh-huh. because they couldn't control it right. anymore because the computers were co- you know Ooh. communicating. Outside of what was seen, uh, outside of what was observable, yeah. So like, this is a near-term crisis that we're approaching,
0: right, right, and closer than we think. Even like, even I don't know. Um, so I'm thinking of I've been reading this book called *Sapiens* by this guy Yuval Harari, um, and it, so it's not even it's not actually in this book that he talks about it, but it's in another book that he's written that I haven't read, but I've heard parts about. Um, but he talks about, I think it's, I think it's Homo Deus or it's t- 21 lessons for the 21st century. Um, but he talks about how, um, you know, even when our, when our phones get hooked up to our biometrics, which, you know, was probably not that far off, um, mm-hmm. and then can make decisions for us, like, um, you know, can read our blood pressure and say, Oh, last time, you know, and has this AI and it's like, Oh, last time you were in the situation, um, right. Your blood pressure. Um, got raised because you got angry, right? So maybe don't go to this meeting because, um, you know your blood pressure will will rise and and uh, it won't be healthy for you, right? Um, and so then you're you're fighting kind of the narrative self versus the I can't remember the word for the you know the more objective self, right? Um, so like what 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 is the true self there? what do you, what do you want to follow? Do you want to, you know, um, you know, have your phone tell you? You know, don't go to this like super important meeting because you're going to get all riled up, and you know your blood pressure is going to go up, and it's not going to be healthy for you. Or you want to say like, no, it's it's worth the risk now, right? Um, but you know, what if we get to this point where AI just doesn't let you do that because it decides that's what's best for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that you brought like Elon Musk even talked about in the interview how he's developing a product called Neuralink mm. that's basically going to be like a high bandwidth connection from the internet to your brain. Whoa. That's going to, yeah. And it's basically he's currently going to be like,
0: developing this?
1: He's developing it currently, yeah. He doesn't like it, it's not going to be released for a like while. Years, yeah. But, but no, we're, like we're talking, we're very near term with this type of thing. Uh-huh. Really, we you know probably within five years, there's at least going to be a prototype yeah. for something like that. Jesus. Um, Because like your brain is electricity.
0: Right. Yeah. But we still don't yeah, really so. understand the human brain. Like, we understand, like, 10% of the human brain, really.
1: We only use 10% of that's our brain. We, true. We, that's not actually true. Yeah,
0: amazing. I know. Yeah. It's not.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I would say we probably do maybe only understand 10% of our brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but we understand a lot more. You know, that 10% is a lot, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's also a problem, right, is what happens when we sync up, you know, to some sort of machine learning system with our brain like an ai system to our brain mm-hmm. that optimizes ourselves you know? right right at what point do we lose the concept of humanity
0: right yeah of individuality of, of actual like you know free will and you know yeah just humanity in general like what is humanity i i kind of think it's the ability to make your own choices you know and, and um if if that's taken away from you right are you still even human you know
2: hmm. though no, I, if, absolutely
0: though I guess if the uh, definition of humanity is the ability to make your own choices then an AI could be human but I'm getting a I don't want to get too tinfoil hat here
1: <laughs> No, it's funny because that was basically what Elon Musk was talking about was mm-hmm. like um, you know it's if you can't beat them join them right. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. if we've already gotten to the point where machine, you know, not to say machines, but where technology, where c- computers, where artificial intelligence mm-hmm. is um, is a is a thing that you know can't really be stopped. It's pr- probably good to align ourselves with it so right. that they don't destroy us. Right? You know, as yeah. Long as yeah. Elon Musk doesn't want keep- any record
0: of him being like of him going against AI. If in 15 years AI is going to be like, oh Elon Elon Musk is a threat to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not even that, but like developing AI mm-hmm. in a way that like makes us their overlord
2: mm-hmm.
1: in right. a sense. So right, like right, right. all it's going to be is a program, right? And then it's just going to spiral based on the set parameters that you put into it going in. Mm-hmm. So if as long as the set parameters are all like the best you know how to make humanity the best uh-huh um then it'll the be the three like, laws
0: of robotics
1: yeah <laughs> I robot. yeah
0: <laughs> um but kind of right
1: but no exactly so that's the thing is it's like how do you define those parameters mm-hmm. how do you know that when a machine's not going to like find a loophole mm-hmm. to exploit and now we're all dead right um but ba- but yeah basically just trying to like Make sure that our, you know, artificial intelligence is almost like our little per- personal motivation, like our little, little our little motivational, uh, our pocket Tony Robbins
2: uh-huh. <laughs> telling us
1: like, y- you, you know, this is what you need to do and you'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Right. But not. I think
0: that's a direct um, Tony Robbins quote.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Straight straight out of the, um, the handbook. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. So it's funny because. We've already seen um, like I, I want to, I wanted to segue into social media too because um, we've already we've already seen these algorithms take effect in mm-hmm. social media right mm-hmm. um, like I'm just thinking about and this person's gonna remain nameless obviously but um, I was thinking about this person like on Twitter right like one time one time they they replied to something mm-hmm. like one of my tweets, and, you know, so I, like, I like engaged with the reply, obviously. Uh-huh. And then now their tweets started coming up in my feed more often. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would, you know, since I'm seeing more of them, I'm going to like a couple, you know, retweet a couple, maybe reply to a couple,
2: uh-huh.
1: you know. And now, like, this completely random person from my high school who I haven't spoken with in person in, like, six years mm-hmm. is, like, you know, Twitter recognizes as someone who, like, uh, whose opinion I apparently care about, right? Right. So, right, like, right. now I'm seeing, like, oh, you know, so and so liked this tweet, and now mm-hmm. that comes up in my feed, mm-hmm. or like every single thing that, like, yeah. tweets tweets you missed, like, is right, right, always right, right. in there. Uh-huh. So it's an an algorithm forming a social connection, mm-hmm. right? Like, is that good for society? Is,
2: mm-hmm. is that
1: good? Because think, like, this is a person who I without social media. Mm-hmm. I probably never would have any sort of, like, engagement with. Ever. Right. Right. Like, I, you know, I, I was very loosely a friend with them in high
2: mm-hmm.
1: school. Obviously, haven't spoken with them since high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, they're back in my life because, like, Twitter recognized them as someone who, you know, made, like, Apparently, like we have some like similar interests, uh-huh. right? I
0: don't think that's like on a base level a bad thing, but I think it potentially is, right? Um, yeah. So it, you could it could you know give you this great connection that you wouldn't have had without social media, right? You could have forgotten with this person, and now you both have grown and changed, and now like you would be amazing friends, right? And it could it could bring much more joy and and connection to your life, um, but. Um, it could also be a misunderstanding on their part and you know I mean this is, would be an extreme example right but um you know it, it turns into some like stalking relationship and you end up getting murdered by this person <laughs> um I mean that's <laughs> like obviously like a really extreme example but um you know just just to you know give opposite ends of the spectrum there right say that, and there's a there's a range all the way in between that
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely and like it's funny that you say that too, because like the like celebrities or you mm-hmm. know like random like random Twitter personalities who I engage with more
2: mm-hmm.
1: obviously like they pop up more in my feed too right. because like I like their stuff more. Uh-huh. So it could like it could easily like thinking about it if you're like a like a serial killer or something, mm-hmm. some sort of like you know weird pervert or a stalker or something. Right? And there's like a girl who you find particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. And you just start liking her tweets all the time. Like now, her tweets are just like she's gonna pop up in your feed all the mm-hmm. time. So it's just feeding your just, addiction, yeah. Exactly, and you're gonna be constantly, you know, just pushed mm-hmm. with you know reminders about this person, you know, this mm-hmm. unattainable person, right? Mm-hmm. Like using the incel term, like this Stacy, right? Like this person, like who just you're obsessed with, and now like you keep seeing her and seeing her and seeing her and seeing her and seeing her, and, seeing her and, mm-hmm. and yeah you know maybe that like if if in the hands of the wrong person it might be a very dangerous thing because right. you're getting all of this person like all of this information about a person like pushed at you mm-hmm. and like target it like you you'll even get notifications like hey so and so just tweeted this so and so just liked this right you know so and so hasn't tweeted in a while say hi you know what i mean right. like right. that yeah. kind of stuff uh-huh. and it's like it goes so much deeper than that too. Like that's just on an individual level, right? But like mm-hmm. even on like a um like on a on a more macro level, when you're talking about politics or you're talking about business, that's why people get into these rabbit holes, right? Like that's why people have been so much more divisive, is because you go on social media and something that you like mildly agree with, you interact with more. Right. And now you're just being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and pushed with the only things that you agree with mm-hmm. because the things that you disagree with are going to make are going to want to make you close Facebook because you saw it and you got pissed off. Right. It's going to make you it's going to make you want to, you know, delete your accounts or something.
0: Right. So and
1: you don't want to be. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, you know, I mean, like, for example, Facebook has me labeled as very liberal. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's hard to evaluate yourself, but I don't consider myself very liberal, right? I, I lean towards the left. Um, but I really try and have an open mind, um, you know, to ideas from everyone, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. part of what this podcast is all about. Um, but because Facebook has decided that I'm very liberal, it limits the, the feed that it sends me, right? So I'm not, it's only sending me liberal stuff because it just wants to give me that, that, um, that validation of my personal bias, Right. Um, because that's, that gives me the, you know, the most, you know, dopamine or, or whatever, um, kick and <laughs> makes me like Facebook and it's like, oh yeah, Facebook's great because I just get this validation all the time instead of, you mm-hmm. know, challenging my mind, which won't give me that immediate dopamine release. Um, but makes me a more educated person, um, who's more open and aware. Right.
2: hmm.
0: Um, so, you know, that, that's just another danger of, um, You know these these bubbles, right? Um, Are these really a good thing? Is a really good thing that you know they're they're learning our habits and and learning our preferences or or thinking that they're learning our preferences, right? Because um, you know I would say that they've labeled me incorrectly and in saying that I'm very liberal.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the thing is I think that most people would say Mm -hmm. that they're labeled incorrectly, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's why we really wanted to start this podcast was because like this like that is the reason why we wanted to start it, right? Is because these algorithms. It's not humanity that's pushing us in one direction or another. It's really algorithms, social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, these echo chambers that people are being pushed into. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's made things even more, um, you know, one side or the other, right? Because it's all it's all based on math, which is very exact um, science, right? It's, it's, you know, it's either this or that. You know, you have an equation and it gives you an answer. Right, mm-hmm. where the real world is a little more abstract and nebulous, right? Like there's there's room for in betweens. There's no, there aren't ex- n- not everything is exact, right? Most things are not exact. There's there's a gray area for everything. Um, yeah, and we're now relying on all these systems that have a specific answer for everything, and so there's no mm. room for this in between area, right? But it's controlling every aspect of our lives, right? Every little bit. We're using this technology that says there is an answer, right? And so it's ignoring all this in-between stuff and making us even more, um, you know, strict on, on our, you know, beliefs or, or you know, values or whatever. Um, yep. And it's closing and us off to everything else that's out there.
1: Yeah. What's so unique to our generation is like, and really, I'm going to like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with like the, the kids that are like 10 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, even you know, five
0: years younger. Yeah. Because you yeah, and I are yeah. at the end of the millennial generation, right? There's mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. a couple of years after us is Gen Z or the iGen. Yeah, to, you know, I mean, it's I, that's another thing that's not so exact, but yeah, um,
1: exactly. Like that, uh, that's just really uh, making. Uh, that's really just for marketing. Honestly, right. the only reason why those exist is <laughs> yeah. like you have demographics to who all, you fit into a box, and then uh-huh. you make content that's tailored to that box. Uh-huh. And then they, you know, they engage with it at a certain rate, and then you, uh, you know, you can expect like X amount of increase in sales from this particular message mm-hmm. resonating with you know this particular segment of the baby boomers or whatever. Right. Um, whereas in reality, you know, these days, someone who's two years younger is going to have a vastly different technological experience. Like someone who's like five years younger than us mm-hmm. probably has no idea what a floppy disk is.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Or like probably never has seen a flip phone mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, maybe like they like they never grew up playing video games without an Internet connection.
2: hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and things like that. Right. Um, and, the, you know, we had we didn't get social media. When's the, what's the first social media account you ever had?
0: Uh, was a it was MySpace? MySpace? Yeah.
1: Which I had like I had one in middle school.
0: Yeah. Me so too. I'm, I'm,
1: th- I'm thinking like sixth grade. Don't tell
0: my mom I wasn't supposed to.
1: Um, yeah, I'm like sixth, seventh grade, I think was when I finally made a MySpace. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, you know, before that too, there were like internet forums, right. Stuff that I, that I was in or like Habu hotel Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff. Um, but that wasn't really algorithmically driven, right. That was driven by us. Like Mm -hmm. we were the people seeking out, you know, I want to. Like, for example, like, there was one forum that I was really active on, which was, like, the NCAA football video game forum on Mm -hmm. IGN, right? Because I really liked the game, and I wanted to find out more about it. And then I saw, like, some people were posting, like, stories of, like, their franchises. Mm -hmm. So, like, I posted my story about my franchise, and it was, like, really Mm well-received. So, like, you know, it was really awesome, like, getting all this, like, organic engagement with people who were Mm -hmm. all driven together by a particular interest yeah
0: it was a very specific form of social media versus Facebook which is like a catch-all and then tries to you know create its its own little um you know groups on its own instead of letting us create the group
1: exactly exactly like that yeah that was the point that I was gonna make was like you know when the internet started it was us dictating the content right like Mm -hmm. we would have to actively search for something for it to be seen but right. now we're being pushed in directions right right and like for us it definitely happens i mean facebook was big in high school and obviously in college and like you know your brain isn't developed until you're 25
2: or, mm-hmm. or
1: whatever so like we still you know don't know who we are as people right right uh, you know i'm 24 i think you're 24
0: 25 Yeah, i'm 24 um, yeah a couple months away yeah yeah, but, yeah
1: yeah it's coming up um so you know what I mean. So it's like we still don't know who we are, and we're being pushed in these directions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you know, by an algorithm. Like, yeah, I get annoyed when I have to
0: actually type in the full question to Google, and it doesn't just autocomplete it for me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> really?
1: I know, I know. It's funny that you say that too, because it's like uh, we're so reliant on these things,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like on a surface level, these preferences, you know, be like getting what we want or what, what the computer thinks that we want getting mm-hmm. it instantly, getting it, you know, in the most, in the best way. Yeah. Is good. On Like I said, on the surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just goes down the path where it's like, all it is is an aggregation of things that you've already done telling mm-hmm. you what you need to do. But like right. what, like that doesn't leave any room for personal growth. Right. Like, right. Like, there's no, if, there's no outside you factors
0: mind? anymore. Right. Like you're just living your entire life inside your head. Um, and it's not even like it's it's restricted part of your head too. It's not even like giving your full imagination, you know, free free roam. Right? Um, you're just getting validation from these parts of yourself, and those parts are building up and they're closed off to the rest of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, you know, the main places where people like I'm thinking about myself personally, and some people probably have different prefer like different um. Mediums that they get stuff on, but like mm-hmm. the primarily the primary ways that I find out information are Google and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I would say are like the first two, and then like yeah. I don't really use Facebook that much anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then Instagram, I, I I get some information, but that's really more, um, like just looking at pictures and right, stuff, yeah uh, and like memes. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean, like I and. So just Google and Twitter, right? That's where I get my information. Right. So that's – they're just going to show me information related to things that – not only things that I'm interested in, but they're only going to show me viewpoints that they think I'm going to agree with that are, Mm -hmm. like you said, going to release that that dopamine. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like I'm going to build up these beliefs in my head because I'm going to think all this information is – you
0: know. Yeah. Look how right I am. I'm so smart Mm -hmm, because I'm only seeing things
1: that reinforce what I already think. Mm -hmm. Whereas like on the other side too, uh, you know, people who disagree with me are going to be even more rooted in that disbelief because they're only being presented with things that affirm that that belief. They're never going to be challenged.
0: Right. And so when they come across each other in the real world, it leads to lots of tension, right? And, Um, potential violence even, right? Mm -hmm. We, we become so entrenched in, um, you know, these things that we're taught are our own values and, um, you know, we, we hold onto them so tightly, um, that anything that, that that comes outside and challenges those is, is such a huge threat, right? Because we're not used to having them be challenged because we're so able to spend a lot of our time just in this world that validates it all the time.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: but we can't spend our entire lives there. So at some point you're gonna have to step out and face those other challenges, Right. And if you're not used to that, it's going to be scary and it's going to be hard for you and you're going to feel threatened. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, lash out um, instead mm-hmm. of having open mind and knowing how to actually deal with these challenges.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, the more I talk about it, like the more fatalistic I get, too,
2: because,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I wanted to ask the question, like, how how do we change this? Right. Like, how mm-hmm. do we how do we get people to break out of their echo chambers? Right. And to me personally, I mean, I would say that the best way to do that would be to just ditch social media entirely. Just go mm-hmm. back to building organic connections with people the old way, mm-hmm. meeting people in real life. Um, you know, but then then I think about like I always talk about deleting my social media profiles, but I never do it because it mm-hmm. connects me to so many
0: people. Right. I mean, even um you know, I met my girlfriend on a dating app, right? And we've been together almost two years now. um, And we have a very serious relationship. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, one of the biggest one of the most uh, important things in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have that without, um, you know, a dating app, which is a certain form of social media, you know, you can really categorize that as a certain form of social media.
1: No, Um, I absolutely would. Yeah, like, I would say, like, you know, congratulations by the way that (laughs) That uh, i didn't know you guys met on a dating app yeah Yeah. congrats that it worked out because every girl i've ever met on a dating app has been
0: i mean yeah this was after like hundreds of not not relationship material (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) to say the least Mm -hmm. um which you know like it's funny because there's that dichotomy right where it's like you're getting pushed all these like unwanted interactions Mm -hmm. with the hope of getting one that's like hopefully beneficial right which really is what life is too mm-hmm. um but like in that sense right i think social media is good in the sense that it connects people it fosters connections that maybe never would have happened it makes mm-hmm. it easier to you know to stay in touch with people that you know like for example like my grandfather and i would don't speak very often
0: mm-hmm. but
1: he keeps up on me by looking at my facebook posts which right is a horrible way of keeping up with me because (laughs) I don't post on Facebook Uh ever. Yeah. Um, so he's really not getting anything like any real information about me. Right. He's Uh not, um, he's not really learning more about me as a person. He's just learning these little snippets and mm-hmm. that those little snippets become his perception of me. Right. Right. So, so maybe actually I was going to say it's social media is good,
2: but
0: because, after, yeah, after, but,
1: after <laughs> hashing this out, now that I think about it, yeah, I think even you should just the, call your grandpa more Josh. Sense, no, I should. Right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, really I should, should call
0: my grandparents more too. We all should. I'm sure. Yeah. But
1: no, yeah. I, we, you know, we have a complicated relationship that I don't want to get into, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, You know what I mean, like that. Like, I think that's bad, Mm -hmm. right? When you think about it, because it's like other people are only going to be able to evaluate you based on your profile, based on the information that you've
0: shared. You decide to to make your persona exactly,
1: and you're not. And it's not even like you're not sharing that information, trying to build a persona. Well, some people do, but you know, the vast majority of social media users, I would say, aren't aren't posting stuff to build some sort of perception of themselves they're posting something mm. because in that particular moment that you know it's something that they wanted to post
0: i don't know uh, i mean i think they want to post it though because you know consciously or not they they want to express a certain perception yeah. of themselves right um, yeah. and i think we see yeah you're right with things like snapchat filters those are so like Filt- um yeah like insane dude like um so i heard recently that um uh, what is it? Um, plastic surgery has, um, you know, the, the rates of that has, has risen exponentially for younger women. And it used to be, too, like um, people would come in to a plastic surgeon with, you know, like a cover of, you know, uh, People magazine or whatever and, and be like, make me look like this. Now they're coming in with pictures of themselves with Snapchat filters on and saying, make me look like this in real life. Oh, it's disgusting. Right?
1: Yeah. No, that's horrible. That's really horrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, on that note, I, as long as you're over 18, go ahead and do whatever you want. I mean, it's, yes. your, it's your life. Mm-hmm. Um. But for I like, I'm picturing like 13 year old girls.
0: Right. Right. That's where getting, it starts. You know, very yeah.
1: significant. Very significant self image issues because they look at themselves in a Snapchat filter and they look prettier than they are. Mm-hmm. And then they look at their, their real self and they're like, well, I'm not as pretty as my filter,
2: mm-hmm. you know, so right. they put yeah. on
1: excessive makeup and, you know, maybe they develop an eating disorder so that their cheeks get skinnier and, you know, they're comfortable with their body. And then, like, yeah,
0: I was teaching middle school kids um, for, you know, like a year and a half and they all use Snapchat and Instagram all the time, mm-hmm. like constantly, like every time, you know, they had their yeah. phone out, they were on Instagram or Snapchat.
1: Yeah, yeah, nah. So when I, when I said that I don't think people are putting out stuff to build up a perception of themselves, what I meant by that was like, you know, I, I don't think like if you're looking at someone's social media profile as a whole, like that entire like every single post that you made wasn't like I want to post this and 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 this. so that, like, people think about me in this, like, overarching particular way. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, in a particular moment, you have, you know, a thought, or you see something, or you're just bored, or you're lonely, and you crave crave engagement. Mm -hmm. So you take a flattering picture of yourself, or you take a, you know, you take a picture of, like, a really nice view Mm -hmm. or something, or you post, you know, some, like, cute quote or something stupid mm-hmm. and you you know you don't post that for yourself you uh-huh. well, you post it for yourself well, but to get you validation post it, you post it for the validation yes yeah, uh-huh. so you get um you post it so that people want to like it you know mm-hmm. P- people like it people share it people comment on it because you crave interaction
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um it's been shown like the dopamine spikes that you get when someone likes one of your social media posts right is like on par with like heroin
0: that's insane
1: like like literally the same amount of dopamine is released wow when someone likes one of your social media posts as like taking a hit of Uh crack (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like it's it's the new drug that's really right
0: no no you you get dopamine releases when your phone vibrates in your pocket too
1: i know you do and then on the same level um you you get the same. Think about like when you post something that gets ignored, right? You right. post something and no mm-hmm. one likes it, or like mm-hmm. one person likes it, who's some creepy kid from high school who like you don't want to like. Right. Like you, you, you're uh-huh. like what? I would I would have preferred to get no likes than uh-huh. have you like it. You know right. what I mean? Um, we all have those kids. You, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. um But you know what I mean. So that. Think about how negative that is when you mm-hmm. share something and you get ignored on social media. Like you mm-hmm. might have a thousand friends, right? Because right? you're
0: relying on that. You're relying on you know that that um, drug to make you feel better, and then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And
1: now you're you're going to say, "Well, I don't want to post anything like that again because mm-hmm. people didn't like that." So right. now it's like inherently changing. You, who you are as a person
0: right who you're presenting you, as yeah mm-hmm.
1: because you feel unaccepted you think you be, should be yeah exactly because this facebook algorithm didn't put enough like didn't pressure your post into enough people's feeds mm-hmm. for it to get the amount of engagements that you should be getting right so not as many people liked it as maybe really really do like the post right right or maybe the people who would have appreciated the post weren't logged into Facebook for two days so mm-hmm. they never saw it right but now you think oh I'm a loser nobody likes me like nobody likes this you know this mm-hmm. this perception of me that I'm putting out there right. so I'm gonna change the perception of myself to be more appealing mm-hmm. and then we all end up the same yeah right yeah it's the, it's the what the singularity
2: algorithms
1: right. all push to you know one one thing. That's the mm-hmm. best, like one version of Facebook. That's the best, right? And it's right. just like, holy cow, this is getting intense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh man.
1: So how do we? Yeah, um, you know, I always want to. I Make always want to say, yeah. <laughs> how How do we fix the problem, Jordan?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. I mean. I, I always say – I feel like this is what I say at the end of every episode, but I really, you know, believe it. I think um, at the very least talking about it, right, um, you know, that's the point of this podcast is for us to talk about these issues, right, and to encourage other people to talk. Um, and, you know, even if we don't have an answer right now, um, being aware of the problem is a huge step in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, with the resources that we have available in the you know, all the minds that are in this country um, – you know, we, we have the ability to, to, to fix this and to figure it out, right. If we all have the right intentions and if we're all, um, you know, in it, in it together. Um, and so that's what talking about these issues really does is it, it brings us together. It shows us where our common ground is. Um, and it helps to understand things better just in general. And then we can have solutions for them. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, you know, as much as possible, try and, um, you know, take, value in your real life relationships, right? And try not to get too bogged down by, um, you know, social media. And, and remember that that's not your entire life, right? And th- that that is something that is, um, you know, being fed to you by these corporations, right? That are trying to further their own self interests. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not there to, to it, the point of it really is not to give you validation, right? Or to, to say that you're a good person or that, that, you know, people like you or don't like you, right? That's really not the point of it. Um, so try not to let that be the purpose of it in, in your own head.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's, that's a great point. You know, social media, and again, it's, uh, at the, at the end of the day, the root of the problem is ourselves. Mm -hmm. We got to this position because this is the platform that we as a society wanted because, Mm -hmm. That's how our brains work, right? When we Mm -hmm. say when we share something that gets liked, we get dopamine released. So it's like we're gonna crave that all the time, Mm -hmm. and the end result of that is obviously it spirals out of control. Um, So I guess you know it's it's similar it's similar to like drinking,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
1: Where you know sometimes when you when you're in a good place and you want to have a drink with a friend.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know that's that's perfectly acceptable right right but if you're if you're like sad and you're like sitting at home by yourself and self-medicating and you just just pound six beers Mm -hmm. like that's not healthy behavior right right? so like if you're with friends and you want to take a picture like a group picture to store a memory Mm -hmm. and share that memory with the world Mm -hmm. when you're like at a party or something and you take the picture and you throw it up that's okay Mm -hmm. um but what, like when you're sitting at home alone by yourself, and you t- you know flipping through like twenty different Snapchat filters, you know editing a picture to make your face look prettier, like you know, right? T- you know, d- doing that kind of stuff and putting out some fake perception of yourself to to get dopamine
0: mm-hmm. when
1: you're really not making your life better in any way, mm-hmm. like that is unhealthy behavior.
0: Yeah, right? and I think I think looking inside yourself as much as you can too. Um, you know, and, and being able to take the good. And leave the bad or at least you know try your best because that's easier said than done but um to say you know like wow like um you know i posted this thing and i got this reaction and that feels really good you know and it, it's cool that um you know i have this response but also to be able to look and and say you know um and recognize it when when something happens it doesn't make you feel good and to say why is that right mm-hmm. um and is that really because there's something up with me or is, is, there, is it just because the system is is messed up right and are there better ways for me to, um, you know, take care of of my needs in this moment or in this particular method, in this particular way, right? Um, you know, what what can I do to um, actually take care of myself, right? If if um, you know doing something on social media it can help you with your self care a little bit, um, you know, go for it. But if it's if it's making things worse, if it's causing problems for you, um, you know, I think that's that's the time to kind of really reflect and and say, you know. Um, you know what is you know making things worse, and what is making things better, and and what can I do to keep the things that are good and recognize the things that are bad and leave them behind?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where we're at on time. I don't. Know we're at, we're keep...
0: at about an hour, so we should. Um, this is a. I think we're at a good kind of wrapping up point too, for the most part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess you know at the end of the day, like I was gonna. The, the, my recommendation in terms of social me- – and we completely brushed over AI too. We
0: like did, we yeah.
1: Not brushed over, but we but, just like segwayed mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's more of a symptom of the social media problem really than anything. Um, eh, no, that's not true. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> it, it, it's partially a symptom, but it's also partially really bad. Um,
0: the AI stuff?
1: Yeah, the AI stuff. Like AI guys – you know, just I don't know what we're gonna do about that. I think, I think we're past the point where, as a society, we can take it back. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. I really do. Um, so, I guess my advice moving forward, and this is something that I am gonna have to do myself, but I probably won't, is to just rely, you know, rely on, rely on technology less. You know, like if you can do that, like don't like like Jordan said and like we said, you know, don't like don't use social media as like a crutch to try to like get interaction when you have none um, or like to seek validation when you're inside your own head or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like use it in a positive sense, right? Like use it. Don't make use it, it something
0: you rely on. Make it make it something that helps you. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Of- um, exactly' you know, is another thing that you have to carry and weighs you down
1: yeah 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 like you know if you're if you're uh if you're like in a bad place or something like use social media to dm a friend and talk mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. or if you have no friends use it to dm like someone in your life or if not even someone in your life like to look up a resource to give you someone to talk to right mm-hmm. um but don't you know don't do it to build some like false validation of yourself. Uh, Cause that's right.
0: Yeah. Use it, use it as a tool and use it as a tool for, for what it can actually do. You know um, I mean, I could carry a sledgehammer around with me all the time. Right. And there'd be some cases where it would come in helpful, you know, all those, you know, at least once a week, I have to pound a stake into the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's, you know, a circumstance where I could, right? But the rest yeah. of the time, it's going to be this heavy thing that I'm carrying around all the time with me. I'm going to drop it on my foot. I'm going to hurt myself, right? It's going to be a burden. Um, so try not to rely on it so much, right? It's something that's there, but it doesn't have to be omnipresent, right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, building off that, like in terms of where you get your information, you know, you can't, you can't rely on social media platforms to give you, you know, to give you an understanding of the world. You're really going to have to go out there and talk to different people, meet different people, you know, go on to the second, third, fourth, fifth pages of Google when you're searching for something because the first two pages are just going to be curated book garbage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know. Keep, keep listening to podcasts like this. Keep trying to challenge yourself and expand your universe. And yeah, yeah. Don't don't let the machines win. <laughs> 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 try to outsmart the machines. Like try yeah. to get out in front of it so that like, yeah. You know, when we do get to the point where technology becomes even more of an integral part of our lives, mm-hmm. we at least have a better understanding of how it works. And that way, maybe we can control it instead of letting it control us.
0: Right. And at the end of the day, continue to talk about these things. Right. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, Talk to your friends. Talk to anyone in your life. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And just just share your concerns, share um, your thoughts, right, your opinions um, and and be comfortable with hearing other people's thoughts and opinions.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I think one point that we that I made last week, or maybe two weeks—well, not last week, but last episode, or maybe two episodes ago—was that you know the the real way to enact change in America, um, other than you know being some sort of business tycoon who becomes an overnight billionaire, mm-hmm. is uh, the 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 way to get you know real change is to just have generations of engaged citizens, you know, generations of people who are really acting in their own best interests and society's best interests who then go on to vote politicians into office who, you know, as a result of society having its own best interests at heart, the politicians that we elect have our own best interests at heart. Exactly. And we're able to hold them accountable when they don't. Right. And, you know, that way we're able to legislate against things like, you know, overarching machine learning experiments or you know social media data collection and you know algorithms, uh, driving human interaction. You know mm-hmm. that's the that's really the only way that um, that it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's just being being the best version of yourself. Yeah.
0: So, All right, guys. We've given I, you like at least ten closing final thoughts. So I know. We always do that. We always do. Yeah. But let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, yep. We love you guys. And. Um, we'll uh we're actually we're gonna try and release two episodes next week so um, yes uh, i'll be looking forward to those yeah be looking we missed last week but yeah um stay safe guys happy holidays um we love you
1: yeah merry christmas
0: merry christmas and uh yeah